Welcome, first-time listeners, and welcome back to those who've tuned in before to Your Weekly Muse, a show dedicated to bringing a bit of goodness, positivity, and if we're lucky, inspiration to your life. I'm your host, Ora Williams, and I am so elated that you decided to drop in. So, as previously stated in the first episode, today we'll be discussing all things natural hair. I have with me natural hair enthusiast, Kamira Lewis. So welcome to the show. Hi, so happy to be here. Okay, so I thought today we'd first start off by talking about the struggle with having natural hair. Mm -hmm. So I know like back when my mom was growing up and stuff like that, and even when I was growing up, um, people felt the need to perm their hair or to straighten hair all the time because having natural hair, it was deemed as like, nappy and unkept and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that so did you ever struggle with that when you were growing I, up I really did I remember going to summer camp over the summer and we would go swimming almost every single day I would see girls with really straight hair be able to jump into the pool mm-hmm. get their hair away yeah. <laughs> and come out and it looked the exact same way me on the other hand I still had my natural hair so whenever I got in and I got out it was a mess. Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. a mess. So every day after that, I would ask my mom if I could get a perm, but she just wouldn't budge. Mm. And I'm so grateful to her that she never let me get a perm mm-hmm. because I love my hair now. Um, I I have 4C hair. So my hair, like, I can't just pull it back in a bun whenever I want to because my mm-hmm. hair is, like, kind of medium length, you know? And I used to be a competitive swimmer. And I remember, like, when I would do uh, club swimming, sometimes we'd have to get ready for practice. And, like, when we would, I would be coming back from, like, school or something. And if my hair had been, like, in an afro that day, Mm -hmm. I remember that it used to be a struggle having to be like, okay, I got to twist it up or something real quick, even though it's, like, dry, you know, because I've been at school all day. And that would just be a struggle with the white people or just the Asian people or whoever else who could just throw the hair up and me, I'm like rushing in the bathroom trying to mm-hmm. twist it or braid it or do whatever. And I know like it's damaging it. The chlorine's damaging it. So I know that especially with people who have tighter um, coiled hair, mm-hmm. it's a struggle and not just with practicality when it comes to things like swimming, but also just learning to appreciate and love your hair. Exactly. Um, have you seen things in the media or like social media and stuff that say that people who have looser curls are the more attractive? Yeah, more attractive. Yes, yes. I see that a lot. Really, social media, whenever you look up natural hairstyles, the first thing, the first images that would ever pop up are these girls with big, long, natural afros with loose curl patterns. And that's not something that everyone has. Me, I have 4C hair. So whenever, like, I'm trying to do a hairstyle or something, I try to copy it from a Google Google image. It just frustrates me when I can't get my hair to look Mm -hmm. the same way. And I I know that... um... If Even if you do have those hair patterns, that's okay, and your hair is beautiful, and you need to learn mm-hmm. to love and appreciate your hair no that's matter nice. how it looks. But I know that with having 4C hair, it's been a struggle learning to appreciate and love my hair exactly. with its tight curls and my edges that don't lay no matter what I put <laughs> on them. And I have to learn that it's okay to have curly um edges, and it's okay for 
my curls not to be popping all the time because mm-hmm. when we put all these very like thick and heavy products on our hair sometimes it can kind of be damaging depending on you know what you use you're trying to get this image that society deems as beautiful and in turn you end up damaging what you were given exactly so yeah I think like as a people that's just something we all have to work on learning to appreciate what we have you know Mm -hmm. so coming from that (laughs) I thought we'd go on or move on to talking about things that are found in natural hair care products that are bad for your hair. So, according to naturalhairclub.com, some things that are commonly found in your natural hair care products that can be bad for your hair include, but aren't limited to, benzene, formaldehyde, isopropyl alcohol, parabens, sulfate, toluene, retinol, petroleum, and triclosan. Yeah, so look out for all these things and look at labels on your hair products to make sure that you aren't damaging your hair. Because these things can cause skin irritation and they can strip the hair follicles of much needed oils resulting in dry, brittle hair. And it can possibly be um, carcinogens. And I I know that like I used to use Pantene Gold mm-hmm. and that I knew had sulfates in it. And I didn't know at the time when I was like using it. But I started to see its after effects when my hair started to break off and I was losing inches and I was having like dead and split ends and it was just like a mess. So you definitely have to learn to read the labels. The product that I used to use a lot was Cantu. I used it because it was inexpensive and it was just easy to find. So when I first started using it, it was really good for my hair. Like it was working great for me. Ninth grade, I was walking through the halls. <laughs> it was so nice the way my tw- my twist outs will always come out. But then suddenly, like a year later, I was still using it, but it kind of was starting to make my hair dry mm-hmm. and my hair was starting to get a little brittle. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop using it. Like I didn't know what happened to the product. They must have put something different in it or like something must have happened. But I had to stop using it, and so that kind of just, like, messed up my whole flow of how my hair was. So Mm -hmm. I had to try different products, and, like, I haven't been able to find a really suitable one for my hair yet. Mm -hmm. I know that with natural hair, a lot of it is kind of experimentation when it comes to finding a product Mm -hmm. that works for you because there are so many out there, so many different brands and different owners and stuff, and all of them kind of put out the same message like, hey, this will make your hair soft, moisturized, it'll bring out your curls, and yada, yada, all this stuff. But it really comes down to having to do your research, to look at reviews, and like we said before, reading the ingredients because they give out the same message, but you have to find what works for you. And it can also be really difficult to find a hair product that's, like, in your price range. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the better the ingredients, the more it's going to cost. So, the reason why I got Cantu before was because the stuff was only, like, $5 mm-hmm. per product. Now, with, like, higher quality ingredients, those things are, like, $20. Like $12. Yeah. <laughs> $20. $20. I remember going yeah. to Walmart and seeing, what was it? Like, I forgot what it was, but <laughs> it was like $20. And I was like, what? Yep. 
they'll be through the roof. Like, I've seen products, they'll range from, like, $8 to, like, $25. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this is for, like, conditioners or shampoos mm-hmm. or just moisturizers. And it's amazing to see, like, the some brands that you know, like, aren't good for your hair. They'll yeah. be, like, like you said, they'll be, like, $2 to $5. Exactly. And it's, like, oh, this is a good price. But I know, like, it's I'm going to be bald here. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's going to take all my hair out. Like, so, I tried to stay under $10. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to do your research on these things mm-hmm. and figure out, like we said, what works for your hair, what's also in your price range so you don't end up spending, like, excessive amounts of money. Yes. So, um, moving on to oils. According to Palmers.com, there are a bunch of different oils that are good for your hair, and depending on your hair type, they can work well with your hair follicles and coat them in goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, starting with coconut oil. Um, it is known to strengthen hair. It's an emollient, which basically means it creates a seal of oil around the hair, adding extra protection and shine while simultaneously locking in moisture. I used to use coconut oil a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. but then I changed over to olive oil. I know it works for my hair, too. Mm-hmm. Moving on to extra virgin olive oil. It's known to be helpful for damaged or frizzy hair, and it helps to nourish the hair and skin. I know that with extra virgin olive oil, too, it tends to be thick. Yeah. So I think this works best for people who have tighter curls. That's for me. Mm. I use it a lot, and it helps make my hair shiny, too. So, oh, really? Yeah. And that's the same thing with, like, castor oil, too. Castor oil is thick, yes. and I know I use that, like, religiously because it, it works for my hair since I have really tight curls. Mm-hmm. I try to use it, like, three times a week because, oh, really? because it is so thick. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving on to cocoa butter. I know a lot of y'all know about cocoa butter already, but it's beneficial for people with dry scalps and hair that tends to damage easily. It maintains oil levels on the scalp, reducing the likelihood of dandruff, and it's also an emollient. So, um, when I've gotten cocoa butter, I usually get it in, like, um, Atlanta, because I have a cousin who lives in Atlanta, and it's, like, you know, the raw, mm. the really good stuff, but you can definitely find it in, like, Walmart or target yeah for a reasonable price it's especially good for like dry hair Mm -hmm. because i would use it a lot on my dry hair and makes it feel really good (laughs) (laughs) moving on to argan oil it contains vitamin a c and e this oil maintains shine and elasticity helping to define curls tame frizz and soften curly hair it also helps to nourish and keep your hair safe when using heat from tools like flat irons or blow dryers. So, um, I know like I don't get my hair flat ironed a lot and I usually don't get it blow dried a lot unless I'm getting like my ends trim. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that this oil would help, like you just said, yeah. with stuff like that if you tend to get that done a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to avocado oil. Avocado oil contains vitamins A, C, and E as well as it's very high in potassium. <laughs> It's also rich in oleic acid and monosaturated fats. Avocado oil also penetrates the hair follicle rather than just coating the shaft, making it an ideal oil for natural hair. You know, I have yet to try avocado oil. Really? Yeah. I know avocado oil, it's kind of, it's not as heavy as like castor oil. Mm-hmm. Um, And I have some like at my house, but I use it and I like the way it feels in my hair too. Sometimes... Occasionally, I might put it in, like, a hair mask, not too much, but I mm-hmm. do use it when I'm, like, doing my hair, doing different styles. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a conditioner that includes, like, I think avocado oil, mm-hmm. but other than that, I haven't. Yeah, I've heard it does good things. Mm-hmm. 
Moving on to tea tree oil, it helps reduce hair loss and treats conditions that slow hair growth as an antiseptic, antifungal, and antibacterial additive. It helps to clear your scalp of any buildup of chemicals or other issues that are stopping healthy healthy follicles from growing, but over-application can cause skin irritation. I don't think I've used tea tree oil before, but Me I've either. heard good things about it, too. Mm-hmm. Especially just the, the stuff that you were just saying. Yeah. I I think it would work well for hair. My brother often uses tea tree oil. Really? Yeah. Do you think it's, you could... Go ahead. I think it helps, like, waves or something. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it helps with that. Because I know my dad uses it, too. Mm-hmm. I know most of these oils that, you know, we just listed, you can find at, like, the hair store or, like, Walmart. Mm-hmm. But, um... Sometimes you might have to go out of town for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time you probably don't have to, but sometimes you do, and that trip might be worth it. Okay, so um, moving on to, like, black-owned brands. I know that um, I've used things like Mia Organics and Natural Club and Miss Jessie's. Um, have you tried any of these? I've only used Mia. Okay. Well, That's the current product that I'm using right now, too, and it's working pretty good. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Some others that we have listed too are um, Ajua Beauty, Thank God It's Natural, Alakay Naturals, and um, I listed a website. It's called 4conly.com. But I know that most of these products, I've read really good things about them, and most mm-hmm. of the reviews are um, four and a half to five stars, and the people always write things about how it leaves their hair feeling good and moisturized. Mm-hmm. You said you only use a meal organics? Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you think it worked for your hair? It works really well, especially with my twist outs that I've been doing mm-hmm. lately. My hair's been okay. popping. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, I know I've used meal organics too. I've also used Natural Club and Miss Jessie's, like I said before. Natural Club. Um, you can't really find it in stores, but you can find it on their website, which is just their name. Um, but it, it tends to be kind of expensive, not gonna lie, mm-hmm. but I know that when I've used it before, it feels like really good in my hair and on their website, they list the stuff, um, that we listed before that you shouldn't be able to find in your natural hair care products and the ingredients because it's bad for your hair, but it, they don't include any of that in their products and it, it feels really good. It leaves your hair feeling like, you know, moisturized mm-hmm. and smelling like lavender most of the time, which is good. Yeah. And it. It's probably better to get black-owned brands, especially mm-hmm. because these are people that have experienced this stuff firsthand mm-hmm. and, like, actually know what's good and what's not good for their hair. Yeah, they can relate to the issues that, exactly. you know, we as black people face with our hair. So, obviously, they're going to mm-hmm. know what to put in their products. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used Miss Jessie's, too. Have you used Miss Jessie's before? I don't think so. I mm-hmm. might have and just, like, didn't know, but I, I know don't think th- I have. They have them at uh, some Walmarts, but, but I do know that they do have it at um, Target. And Miss Jessie's tends to be kind of up there. Like, sometimes they'd be in the 20s, Ooh. yeah, for price, which is ridiculous. But I do know that when I've used Miss Jessie's, and I tend to get the bottle that's, um, it's like baby blue and it's pink and white. Yeah. It makes my hair feel, like, really good when I do, like, twists and stuff, and it leaves mm-hmm. it feeling moisturized. So, um, definitely check out these black-owned brands mm-hmm. and tell us how it works for you and you know, write good reviews underneath the companies that, you know, you tried. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, thank you, Mira, for being here and ah, for no <laughs> having this discussion. And I really hope that some of the tips we gave y'all work for you. Yeah. Let us know if they did. So tune in next Thursday for a conversation with a new and local author on what it takes to work toward your goals and aspirations and finding what inspires you to do so. 
Also, don't forget the, to follow Your Weekly Muse on Instagram at Your Weekly Muse. No spaces in all lowercase letters. As always, y'all stay safe, be blessed, and surround yourself with good people and positive, positive energy. energy. Yes. <laughs>